Hello, everybody. It's Coco again. We recorded remotely again, so our audio is going to be pretty similar to last episode. Um, also, we don't mention it again that we have a website now. That's laughspod.com, L A F S P O D.com. Come check us out. We've got a bio, we've got um, our RSS feed directly in the browser. Um, but you also can find a link to all the places that we are hosted. Most importantly, can select Cryptid Cupid, and that will give you the option to submit to us any of your writings or writings you find or feedback. That's all fantastic. Um, we also have a Patreon link on there, so check it out. We've got benefits that you can get at multiple tiers, um, and we are excited to make things for you all to experience that. Otherwise, enjoy the show. So, Jim, do you have a uh, cold oh, open? <laughs> I was like, all right, we'll go Let's on. Let's go. Yeah, who's starting? What's going who's down? Starting? All right, so you know our friend, our, our mutual friend, Frank? Yes. So I was talking to him uh, a few days back, and he had listened. To, he's, he's been listening to our episodes. And uh, he said that uh, there's also, he we could also do, like, as far as, like, a herd of big feet. He, he said he suggested a trample of big feet <laughs> that's pretty what good a, pretty good i like what about a stampede of big feet oh it's a stampede of big feet bonanza for everyone who's not 50 is um a really really old show about uh, like uh, i don't cowboys know cow, shit. like I cattle know. ranchers or some shit <laughs> They, they replayed episodes when we were kids. You don't have to be 50 to know Bonanza, but it does help. I am not 50. <laughs> I am definitely not 50. Is this going to happen every time I reference an older thing? Yeah, you do reference like, incredibly old things. I, no one's going to know what's happening. I know. I'm not, I'm not bashing, Joyce. It's just you no. do have, uh, you, you enjoy old like movies and TV shows quite a bit. And that's fine. Well, There's nothing like, wrong with it. That's valid. It's valid yeah, for sure. I um I would say Bonanza. I've never actually seen it. I just know the like the little song and opening thing. Oh, like, yeah, I know it's yeah. an older show, and I know the song. Um, I remember watching Ponderosa. <laughs> what the hell is that? I thought that was a restaurant. It is uh, a restaurant. It is a restaurant. <laughs> I would just sit in the, Yeah, I would just sit in the parking lot and just watch the building and just you know watch the oh. days go by. Now Ponderosa was actually a sequel to bonanza no uh, no shit yeah it was it was um pretty short 2001 to 2002 i just remembered it being on tv um huh. but it's the cartwright family from bonanza mm -hmm. moving okay. out there but i think ponderosa was like the name of the ranch they moved to or, or oh, something like okay. that i've watched bonanza oh is yeah. it is it worth a viewing no <laughs> i didn't think so I mean, not not that I remember. No, I, it was, you know, it's, it's it's a cowboy thing. I've never really been into like Western type stuff, though, personally. You know, if you're into that, then you'd probably like it. 
Yeah, like I had a little minute where I was watching all the spaghetti westerns. I think the only other mention of Ponderosa that I can think of is these really bad pencils that um, unfortunately I have to give children when I teach art classes. They're not very good pencils. Don't buy them. They're bad. (laughs) They're bad, bad, bad. Number two pencils. Not worth a shit for drawing. Anyway. (laughs) I love the idea of the show being uh, us talking about sexy times and fucking cryptids and also reviewing art supplies <laughs> i mean we are all fucking art nerds so like yeah i yeah. i won't be this won't be the last time they would bring up art stuff I you imagine. know what i don't That's like art wise what's that gouache gouache i've not really used gouache yeah, I haven't either. i'm a watercolor girl uh gouache is like gouache is like well, it's like tempera paint, yeah. which I also which I also don't like. But it's yeah. so yeah. it's incredibly chalky. It's like super super chalky. So if you like touch it whatsoever on the page, like it just it has the mo- the worst fucking sensation. Texture. Like maybe that's yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe that's just me and like my weird texture issues. But like mm. ugh, I hate it. I and in in relation to that, I fucking despise oil pastels like yeah just the like the waxy like you said not quite chalky but like yeah they're just messy and they don't look good i mean there's some people that can do really cool things with them but like it just has a it just looks like you're smearing colored mud on a piece of paper yeah see i, I like know. i like i actually like the texture of oil pastels just oh. because it is like it has that like oiliness to it. it's got that like moisture i don't like dry stuff i guess I, I mean, that makes sense. Wet. I like it to be wet. Yeah, super wet. And warm. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> See, I, uh, when I was drawing all the time, charcoal was my baby. I loved just like carving up with some charcoal. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, this isn't quite my story to tell, but it's related. Uh, a friend of mine shared with me that like in high school, I believe, uh, they were in an art class and they had some friends there and um, they were looking for s- basically the friends always called, you know, the stuff you coat canvases with jizz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the story. Yeah. So the person in, in question uh, one, you know, they just kind of, their friends always called it jizz. <laughs> and then they asked their art teacher like, Oh, Hey, miss. So-and-so can I get some jizz? And the teacher's like, um yeah that's i'm just imagining one of my students saying that and being like um no (laughs) and unfortunately the teacher had to be explained to them like oh it it, it's called gesso honey (laughs) it's called gesso (laughs) shout out to one of our yeah uh, friend of the show I was there. I was there for that conversation. It was fun. I love it. Yeah, that's um, someone I know. I won't give details on this one because it's a it's a little much. Um, they have a child who is, uh, you know, like around four years old, mm-hmm. um, and she has learned some curse words. Um, oh, totally fine. Yeah, yeah, totally fine. All um, knowing when and where to use them and shit. Yeah. Um the the person I'm talking about, they uh they're they're super comfortable with kids cussing. They don't really care about it. Um but part of you know learning curse words is learning how to use them, right? So that's one of the things that she'll do is be like, hey, you know, 
that was a nice try, but you didn't quite get it right. Um, <laughs> so like, you can't use that word until we figure out how to use it right and all this stuff. And sometimes she gets it like spot on. Um, my personal favorite being the day that she was um, trying to do something, it wasn't working. And then she just dropped it on the floor and went, fuck it. And then walked away. And I was like, yes, see, that's, <laughs> you got it. Um, but like I was saying, she's learning some some uh, ways to mash up curse words with regular words. She's figured out that you can just kind of use it interchangeably with lots of different things. Yeah. So she's talking to her stuffy, her little, one of her stuffed animals. Um, and she's getting sassy with it, like, listen here, you, like giving it a talking to. And she's like, I will fuck your face. Oh, whoa. That's a lot. For a child. And, it, and, you know, the rule is like, if they say something inappropriate, you do not laugh and you do not react big. You just got to be like, hey, let's talk about this real quick. And that's yeah. pretty much, I was there for that one. So I was just like, hey, so just a heads up, that one, the that wasn't the right way to use that one. Even though in the back of my head, I was like, I mean, technically, but we're not going to get deep into that one. But <laughs> no, you didn't need to teach the child how yeah. to be a character in Reservoir Dogs or something. Yeah, shit. no, not yet. <laughs> when she's like 16, <laughs> that feels like a safe age. Then I'm going to be like, hey, this is how you scare people. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, yeah, that was golden moment. I, it would have killed me to try to like not mm-hmm. laugh. The face that I did make was, I mean, she couldn't see it, but it was like that kind of like where you're grinning really big, but you're obviously trying really hard to hold the grin back. So you just kind of end up making this weird puss face. <laughs> it <was> just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just trying so hard. Eyes darting around the room. Like who heard it? Who's, who's with me on this? Love it. Mm. Do y'all want to get into it? Oh, um, oh, I so okay for my cold open. Do you want me to do? Wait, wasn't that the cold open? Uh, yeah, I thought we were doing the cold open. Rock and oh, roll. No. Let's keep it going. I'm I'm down. We can always cut things together. So okay, but I don't know. I went down a rabbit hole right last night, and um, I found this uh, video. It's a it's a little cartoon on YouTube, and it's of Maurice Syndex. Um, look in the night kitchen. Oh, that's a good name for a book, too. I don't, I don't yeah. know this one. And so yeah, like, I was familiar. like, huh, I've never, like, I, you know, children's books and stuff. Like, I'm sure I've read some when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything, really. I know, like, I remember where the wild things are to a degree, but not really. Um, but anyway, I, I don't think, I, I don't remember anything about In the Night Kitchen. So I clicked on it, and it was um, a cartoon that was made based off of the the book and the being read. Mm-hmm. And, and the cartoon's going. It's very, like, it has a toddler, and the toddler is nude. Um, So the book was banned in the U.S. because, obviously, the U.S. is very against, like, any kind of, yeah, can't show body. Um, I was like, well, that's stupid. But in the the cartoon, there was definitely some erotic undertones. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, and I was just like, Nope, 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 yucky yums, yuck, yuck, yuck. So then I thought, well, maybe it's just this, this cartoon company right maybe it's just yeah cartoon company that did it and i was like well maybe yeah. you know their cultural whatever is a little different and they're not weirded out by yeah kid what you know whatever so then i was trying to find the book online so that i could because it's a picture book 
So yeah. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I want to read the actual book and see, is there, was there any real reason for this to be banned? And um, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's a little naked kid, right? And like, who gives yeah. a shit? Kids, that's how they're born, right? They, yeah. they all come into the world this way. There's nothing wrong with our bodies. But some of the, some of the wording is like, is it wrong or am I just fucked up? It's probably not erotic. Yeah, You're coming but, at it from well, an adult angle, though, you know, yeah. right, You're not yeah. a baby who's just needs to eat. You're just like, mm, give me those mommy milkers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people um, call that. Oh. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, when it's kind of you get like some family member talking about a young woman in the family, mm. like being like, oh, she can't wear a short skirt like that. That's too sexy or something like that. And then being like you're the gross one here you know that right like yeah, yeah. so it, i i kind of get it it's it's a mixed bag because you know kids deal with sex and sexuality from a younger age than we are willing to admit it's sure. not the same it's not exactly the same thing but a lot of times i feel like in society we we ignore that fact um because it feels better to not talk about it but i think it is important that stories allow that kind of stuff to happen but i also understand that putting something like that into the world especially when it has images with it can be abused yeah i i I kind of that's a that's a a very very like tricky debatable situation because i'm a firm believer that you know sexual education should happen at a a much younger age yeah i don't think it needs to be no, it's more about consent. Yeah, it's it's really that's yeah. it. It's about consent and it's about consent and knowing the words for things so that yeah. they know what to say when somebody does something to them that they should. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. teaching and like, them autonomy over their body and like yeah. To, yeah. to let them know that that is their body and they can choose how they use it. Yeah. You know. Also, there's three fat chefs that look like a fat Hitler. All of them look like fat Hitler. They all have the Hitler stash. I like, think that's okay. a whole nother problem. What? It is. <laughs> And not this... only that, but like the kid falls into this cake that they're, that they're baking and they put him in the oven, these three Hitler looking dudes. And then I saw that in an interview, Maurice mm-hmm. Sendak did say that he was inspired because he has Jewish heritage to mm-hmm. the Holocaust. Well, I was about to ask him warning on this. Where is this originally from? Like, where is it originally being written? Is it in English original? Yeah, or... yeah. Mar- Maurice Sendak is an American. Okay, okay. I, I yeah. just the language of it sounds very like i don't know reminiscent of whenever you hear someone who's speaking english as a second language and they speak in the way that their language would order things or or say things and it yeah. sometimes ends up sounding incredibly poetic i always love those moments like my french friend being like i will liberate the smells from this beautiful pie and you're just like oh my god <laughs> chill out man are we fucking yeah. the pie or are we eating it there's a lot of homoeroticism in his writing and stuff because he, he, you know, he is, Yeah, I get that too. And that's fine. But like, there's just some stuff I'm just, I don't, I just don't, I don't know if this was on purpose, you know, it's just this, something that just happened because. Because it's, it's an adult writing it. Because it's an, adult, it's, it's an adult writing it, but like, here's one frame. Yeah. What what does the top part say? I can't read it. The top part says, now Mickey in the night kitchen cried cock-a-doodle-doo. It's just like a big giant cock. Yeah. <laughs> and then like curl, curly swirly letters. And then like a little a doodle-doo. <laughs> but 
out. Like, I don't want to be that kind of person that bans a book. Because yeah. that's how I always hate that. Like, oh, this book is banned. This is where you're yeah. trying to take away things from knowledge from people. I don't think that this book should be banned. Yeah, you don't you don't ban things. You you as a parent get to regulate and watch what your kids ingest and talk about it in healthy ways, not just erase them from society and pretend like they don't exist. Even the horrible stuff. I right. mean, I, it's always tricky when it comes to you know hate speech and stuff. But again, yeah. we don't need to go down that road. But still, so hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I'm Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'll be a resident cryptid researcher, bringing you the Monster Book Report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim, and I will be bringing the monster porn, except I'm bringing it, I'm reading it, but I didn't write it, not today. Guess who wrote it? Wink. We'll find Wink. out. Um, also joining us is Coco. Hello there. I am Coco. <laughs> and I always uh, forget my intro. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, my brain always like resets right when you say my name. I am the layman when it comes to cryptids, um, and I also have a background in gender and sexuality. I'm very queer in a happy, happy way. And <laughs> I love talking about and learning about cryptids. This is really fun for me. And also, I'm constantly horny. So Jim just keeps bringing it for me. Yeah. So before we get into our monster, just some quick content warnings. Um, we're going to mention needles, getting your blood drawn, being under hypnosis. Some of the elements of the story can be construed as drug use. So if hearing about any of that stuff will upset you. Might want to skip this one. I just wanted to tell you before you got too invested in today's episode. All right. Now that that's out of the way, today I bring you the Vegetable Man or Veggie Man. Big, big shout out to the Cryptonaut podcast for actually tipping me off to this monster because I was not aware of them as well. Um, Y'all, this this episode, I think it's going to be Humdinger. Um, <laughs> but let's let's get into We're gonna this. Hummer? Is that... What? Oh, um, sorry, dinner. sorry, go on. <laughs> Another old person thing y'all are probably going to rip into me about. No, I love um, it. No, I was making a joke about Hummers, like doing a Hummer. It, it's fine. I made, sh actually, I did a little bit of research on the word humdinger because, you know, sometimes you say shit and then it has like really problematic. Terrible origins. background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you it just does have not, no idea. But I did see on Urban Dictionary that sometimes people use humdinger for various sexual things. Mm -hmm. um, like what? Eating butts, <laughs> eating butts, humming as you like, you know, uh, are giving a blowjob to penis. Um, some uh, anywhere like, where you can just add some vibration. To yeah. The, mm. Does that feel nice? Does that get just humming while getting a blowjob feel good? I've not experienced that, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only time I've ever experienced it was not purposefully humming. It was just someone, you know, kind of <laughs> making like a <clears throat> sound. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it would depend uh, on the person and like their vocal stuff. I don't yeah. Know. I feel like I could do some pretty good hum. hum. Yeah. Mm, I should try that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All righty. That's your, that's your homework. Report back. <laughs> Report back. Let us figure <laughs> that out. Okay. Back to our vegetable boy. Um, in July of 1968 in Fairmount, West Virginia, which God, West Virginia, always getting all those monsters. Um, 
Jennings Frederick was out bow hunting for woodchucks. I didn't know people ate woodchuck. Uh, no hate, just didn't know. Um, but as he was packing up for the day, because he um, just wasn't bagging any woodchucks, I guess, he started to hear a sound which he compared to a, and I quote, high-pitched jabbering, much like that of a record running at exaggerated speed. Uh, Frederick kind of looked up, and he saw what he described as a green entity around seven feet tall with a skeletal frame. Further descriptions um, as followed. It had semi-human facial features, long ears, yellow slanted eyes, arms that were no bigger around than a quarter, and a body that resembled the stalk of a plant in shape and color, for it was slender and green. Also worth noting... This is a jolly green giant. Is what's going on here? This For is sure, is the guy on the fucking green bean can. <laughs> <laughs> um, also worth noting, uh, each of the creature's hands had three long, seven-inch-long fingers with syringe-like protrusions at the tip. These Jeez. needles tapered. Yeah, I know. These needles tapered down into a suction cup shape, where the first knuckle on a human finger would be. Um, despite this poor man's shock and awe, he managed to translate the sounds emanating from the creature. Some sources think that maybe the creature sent it to him telepathically. Um, but the creature said, and I quote, You need not fear me. I wish to communicate. I come as a friend. We know of you all. I come in peace. I wish medical assistance. I need your help. <laughs> I know of you all. We know love, of you all. <laughs> we know of you all. I, I just have this image in my head of him seeing this thing and being like, oh my God. And then just whipping out like one of those little yellow notebook thing notebook spiral notebook pads and like flipping it open and starting to scribble down the translation (laughs) (laughs) yeah um before he could react the creature grabbed his hand with its fingers and uh with quite a bit of strength and then the thorn like fingertips penetrated his skin sending you know an excruciating jolt of pain in his arm Uh, Frederick started to notice in the creature's eye that red started seeping into the yellow and the colors began to swirl together in a rotating pattern of orange circles, which had a hypnotic effect and kind of alleviated his pain. And But though the pain subsided, the hunter could feel that his blood was being extracted from his veins um, into the entity. And this lasted about a little less than two minutes. Um, after which the creature released Frederick's hand and sprinted up a steep embankment. Frederick would remark on the swiftness of the creature as it went over a hill, making quick work of a, sh- of a distance of about 25 feet with only a few steps. So that's a, that's a long leg boy. As he um, ran over the hill, he shouted to his friends, some dummy gave me his blood. <laughs> <laughs> I got your got blood. Um, Yeah, as soon as the vegetable man vanished, uh, Frederick started feeling that pain again in his hand, and um, now it was all covered in puncture wounds. And so he started panicking and raced away. But as he was like running away, he could hear a deep humming sound, which he later surmised was uh, the propulsion system of a UFO. Of course, out of fear of ridicule, Frederick mostly kept the story to himself and told his family that the wounds he uh, had on his hand were made by a briar patch. Though some years later, he revealed his story to a author, paranormal investigator, and known hoaxer by the name of Gray Barker. And Barker, he had investigated like the Flatwoods Monster, Mothman. He also introduced the world to the Men in Black. And uh, he recorded Jennings Frederick's testimony and published it in his newsletter in March of 1976. Also worth noting, 
Frederick's mother, some years before Frederick's encounter with the vegetable man, claimed to have seen a bizarre demonic figure tethered to a flying saucer outside of her West Virginia home. So lots of like weird paranormal shit in his fam. The theories range from delusions to mental due to mental illness, uh, substance abuse, corn stalks, briar <laughs> patches, a super elaborate hoax, or you know, on the believer side, alien or potential cryptid. But yeah, that is a uh, the vegetable man. Vegetable man. That's vegetable. a strong, strong vegetable man for being able to manhandle somebody with quarter sized arms yeah 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 like lots of strength in that vegetable man lots of lots of strength i guess if uh he works kind of like hydraulics then he doesn't need big old muscles or anything he just just works like a little hydraulic machine so he's super strong or maybe he's not and that's he like convinced him to calm down but he was actually not strong at all and if the man had just like gently pulled it would have ripped his arm off (laughs) (laughs) maybe well it's like uh, some sources kind of talk about how like the arms were kind of more tendril like and so Mm. like maybe there was a possibility of it like wrapping around multiple times you know like Mm. even a little bitty yeah like even little bitty vines and stuff of like stuff in our yard, like it, it's pretty strong when you try to tug at it and you're like trying to do some yard work. It's really fucking hard to, you know, pull that. Plant fiber is incredibly strong. That's why we used to use it to make stuff. But yeah, that's our that's our vegetable boy. And so have there were there other sightings of the, the vegetable man besides Frederick Jennings? No, not that I could find. This is the main one. Um, well, the only one that is on record. You know, supposedly his family was not totally convinced by his briar patch story. But yeah, um, it sounds like they were believers in lots of things. So I would, mm. I would imagine. But yeah, he's the only person that experienced this. Yeah. As far as I can find. Hmm. I guess the question is, <laughs> does the vegetable man fuck? Well, Joyce, you particularly should know the answer to this one. I do. I do know the answer. Because guess what? I gave Jim a holiday and I dusted off my old keyboard and I wrote this one. Oh, Magoo. Uh, actually, the only person that n- knows about this until now was Jim. Not even my spouse knows about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, is it, I just want to know, did you title it Veggie Tale or? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I had a hard time deciding on a title. I kind of did a Dr. Strangelove thing with the title. Uh, yeah. I can't remember it because I purposely decided like, I want to be a little bit surprised. So I haven't read it since I finished it. I wrote it a couple, like a week or so ago. Yeah. Before we get too deep into this one too, I don't want to break up the fun, but just a little note. Uh, the main character of today's story is kind of a pre-op or no-op trans woman. And if you're a trans feminine person, if you think about, if you think hearing about that kind of body will cause you any dysphoria, like maybe skip the rest of this episode and we'll catch you next time. You know, we want you to take care of yourself. And know that we love you. But for those of you who feel like you can stay with us, you're welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome and I'm sorry. That's, is, it, is that going to be the name of your, your biography? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You're welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> Joyce's story. Yeah. Okay. The title of this one is <laughs> Don't Play With Your Food or How I Discovered My Green Thumb. <laughs> oh my god thank you do you, do, do you, you have your dialogue coco i do i'm 
up and ready and okay. I've already unfortunately well fortunately no I have already accidentally read one little thing on here that's ma- <laughs> that <laughs> has made me extremely Distance. excited for what's about to go down all right all yeah. right here it's we good. are it was a hot West Virginian summer as Cass wandered the backwoods eager to find the swimming hole that had become her sanctuary in these warmer months She knew it would all be worth it once she was in that cool pond water, though she had her doubts due to the armies of mosquitoes currently biting her freshly shaven legs. She really felt as though the hum of these little nuisances seemed louder than usual. Maybe it's cicadas, she thought, though she was pretty sure it wasn't quite time for them to be back to litter the landscape. Between the fresh bug bites and the high grasses, Cass was itchier than all get out. She wondered if the freedom of her skimpy t-shirt dress was worth all this sensory hell. At least it helps in this ungodly heat, she thought. The humming sound she could not seem to escape became deafening. In a huff, Cass hollered. God damn it. These bugs. Maybe I should have a sit and drink some more. Oh, damn. (laughs) Let me try again. God damn it, these bugs. Maybe I should have a sit and drink some water. Cass was lucky enough to find the perfect sitting stump. Nature's bar stool, she thought. She took a couple swigs from her water bottle and looked out onto the field of tall grass. She watched the insects, illuminated by the summer sun, drift into the sky. She closed her eyes as a sweet breeze took hold of her hair and lightly whipped it back and forth. Unfortunately for Cass, her peace didn't last long. She was snapped back to reality by the sound of rustling coming from the collection of trees only a few yards away. The disturbance sounded louder than a squirrel or rabbit rooting around so she started digging in her bag for her pepper spray. Though what Cass saw then, she doubted pepper spray could stop. Out of the brush came a towering figure that appeared more cornstalk than human. It was a literal swamp thing, with golden eyes, swinging vines for arms, and covered in foliage. Even though the thing appeared to have no mouth to speak of, sounds became to emanate from it. What Cass heard was high-pitched gibberish, like speech from a record player played too fast. Inside her head, though, was a deeper, much more clear voice saying, Stop. Please. I mean you no harm. Help. I'm in need of medical assistance. That's perfect. Love it. Perfect. Is it, is it perfect? Yes. I I'm loved actually, it. I'm actually, a, I'm actually a veggie man in disguise. Stop. <laughs> I mean you no harm. It's like the old Star Trek or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cass was about to book it when the creatures stumbled and fell, their frame crumpled on the ground. Though this animal, maybe organism was a better word for it, was new to her, she could tell it was injured. Cass might have felt bad for the thing if it wasn't for the overwhelming shock she was experiencing. She slowly backed up, attempting to snatch her bag and get the hell out of there when the entity uttered again, Please, do not go. (laughs) I need medical assistance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so turned on right now i love it uh, are you so so we're, fucking hard we're so okay. horny <laughs> <laughs> okay. as she continued to slowly back away from the scene against her better judgment cass asked how, how, how can i help the creature looked up with pleading eyes like saucers and once again she heard the voice in her head say i need a small amount of life force what you call blood, human blood. Fuck that. Cass breathed upon hearing this request. 
though there was a part of her that was feeling sympathetic to this obviously dying life form. She definitely felt a bit confused because she could almost sense the emotions, pain, and thoughts of the form begging before her. Cass felt like she was on an episode of X-Files or something, and she looked upon this thing. After a stare down that seemed to last a lifetime, Cass finally spoke up. How? How would you get the blood? Are you going to kill me? Cass felt some bravery because, despite the situation and this thing's stature, this leafy being seemed too weak to harm her. The plant person responded, No. I mean no harm. The amount I need is minuscule. I will use these. While saying this, the creature lifted one of their hands. A tiny thorn was on the end of each long finger. Where a knuckle should be, Cass noticed a suction cup-like form, with the aforementioned thorn sticking out of the middle. Overcome by the thoughts and aches of what she could only imagine are coming from the being before her, Cass said, I, I will help you. I think I can feel your pain. Are you badly injured? The plant person responded, I am injured, not fatally, but I need medical treatment. I will give you a gift in return. The fact that she could never bring this thing to a hospital was not lost on Cass. She felt as though her brain was breaking as she tried to comprehend everything that was happening. Pulling herself together, Cass asked, What do I need to do? At this, the creature stood at what Cass thought must be nearly nine feet tall, if not taller. Thank you, Joyce. You're welcome. <laughs> when I, Made when it I taller read, for you. <laughs> when I read it over, Joyce initially said seven feet, and I was like, that's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just following the story, like the, 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 the encounter that Jennings Frederick had. I know. Jim was like, no, it's not tall enough. Must be taller. Bigger. Jim, Jim just wants to be picked up and put in high places. I just, I'm stuck on this fridge, Hale. Oh, no. no. How could I ever get down? I'm trapped. Oh, if only you could just, you know, send me some money on the OnlyFans. I can make a pile of it and jump into it, and that'll save me. Well, cushion, mm. cushion my fall. <laughs> All right. At this, the creature stood at what Cass thought must be nearly nine feet tall, if not taller. The shadow of this figure seemed to stretch out for miles, shading Cass like an old tree bursting with leaves. She gawked in awe at this thing, waiting for their response. She was almost too distracted by the entity's varying features to see the gentleness of their eyes. At least, I think their eyes, she thought. As they stared at one another, the being finally spoke up. Embrace. We will embrace briefly. <laughs> How brief? Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> the idea of letting this monster touch her didn't exactly fill her with confidence, but Cass gave an affirmative nod of her head. The creature came in closer for an enveloping brace with soft vines and what seemed to be arms. Despite its appearance, the skin, if you could call it that, of this creature was as soft as the delicate leaves of a mimosa tree. She stole a glance again at the humanoid's face, and they gave her a look that could only be translated as kind. The entity brought their face closer to hers. Cass was definitely scared, but by this time she realized she was in too deep. To her comfort, the being was very gentle as they brushed their face against hers. And though this being lacked a mouth, she got the impression this plant person was attempting to kiss her. 
They continued to embrace her with their tendril-like arms, rubbing her with their long, leaf-covered hands. Moments passed when the creature finally asked, Are you ready? It will only cause pain momentarily. Frightened and confused, but still willing to help, Cass let out a shaky yes. With this consent, the creature redirected their caresses to the back of one of Cass's thighs. Their fingers, mere inches from her right ass cheek, felt like a lamb's ear leaf. Suddenly, Cass felt a sharp stinging sensation, akin to a hornet's sting, or perhaps the bite of a hungry lover. Much like the latter, it... <laughs> Lots of mm. eyebrows today. Oh, mm. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my hunger, or my lover is so hungry. Mm. Nibble, Give nibble. Me a, <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little picket. Okay, let's see. Much like the latter, it was a mix of pain and pleasure, and she was certain it was a sign of more to come. She looked up at this towering entity and realized that the color of their yellow eyes began to change. Tiny streams of red were slowly seeping into their golden shade. The colors seemed to mix and swirl around one another. Entranced by this colorful display, Cass felt washed over with a warm, calm feeling, like being high during golden hour on a summer's evening. A high that was even better than the sweet lemon candies her friends sometimes brought back from Oregon. As she relaxed, she felt the entity trace their free hand along the curve of her ass. Not quite big enough to be referred to as a peach or apple, Cass's ass was more like an apricot. It was small, perky, cute, and definitely juicy enough to catch a few glances at the swimming hole. Suddenly, Cass felt thin vines grow up her torso, slip under her bra, and snugly wrap around her breasts. This creature's freshly grown limbs have each of her breasts, this creature's freshly grown limbs gave each of her breasts a slight squeeze. Maybe it was her maybe it was her hazy state of mind, but Cass could swear that tiny leaves were dancing around her nipples, barely grazing them as they worked through their choreography. By the time the fronds finished their routines, her nipples were painfully hard. Cass was more than taken aback by the pleasure she was feeling, considering the circumstances. Grab onto my apricots, babe. We're going for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) The creature came in for more kisses as Cass suddenly felt a bit bewildered because it seemed like there were lips now, or at least a vague impression of them. The motions of it all seemed so fluid that she was easily lost in this kiss. The entity pulled her in closer, so close that thanks to the creature's height, Cass's feet were now barely touching the ground. Now in their tight and tangled embrace, she felt the being move their nuzzling to her neck, following the downward slope to her shoulder. She could feel her breath become heavy and much slower. Cass's growing erection could now barely fit into the silky, blush-colored underwear she chose for the day, a day she'll never forget. (laughs) She's not going to forget this for a Mm -hmm. long time. The day I fucked the Jolly Green Giant. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never forget that. That corn was the pick of the season. (laughs) Would you say the cream of the crop? Oh, the creamed corn of the crop. (laughs) (laughs) Due to their established psychic link, the plant person was more than aware of Cass's... Oops, sorry. (laughs) You choke, you're getting hot and bothered over there? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Due to their established psychic link, 
The plant person was more than aware of Cass's arousal. They put Cass down, softly spun her around, and bent her over the stump where she was sitting when this encounter started. With her ass pointed out in the direction of her partner, Cass held herself up with shivering arms. Her shaking wasn't from fear, but from anticipation. Somehow, fear was the furthest thing from her mind. The entity lifted up her dress and then began to tug at her underwear. The sheen of Cass's underwear shimmered in the sunlight as the entity slipped them down, revealing her bare skin. Then Cass noticed a cool substance trickling down the crease of her ass. She turned to see the creature was releasing a clear, oily liquid from one of their fingertips. Before she could wrap her head around the purpose of the oily substance, Cass felt a slight spread of her cheeks as the creature put their face deep into her ass. This led to a feeling much like a tongue running along the perimeter of her anus. Quickly, this blend of tickles and exploration came with a sudden and noticeable moisture. Is this lubrication? Cass thought. Cass once again looked back over her shoulder. Her dress hiked up to her chest in pink panties at her knees, only to see the creature was standing upright again, but now with a lengthy phallus of considerable girth that wasn't there before. Cass's mother didn't raise no fool, and she knew what was about to come. Mm. Cre- uh-huh. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> the creature then put their hands on her hips, wrapping each of their long fingers around her waist. Cass readied herself, pushing her ass out even further to welcome whatever came next. The creature pulled her in closer as Cass felt the newly formed appendage nudge her asshole. She took a deep breath. And with her exhale, she could feel the entity as it penetrated her. The initial penetration was always Cass's favorite part. Yep. Though the deeper... (laughs) That's how it works. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Though the rest wasn't too bad either. With each of Cass's cycles of inhaling and exhaling, the creature bore deeper and deeper inside her. The entity gently started to rock Cass back and forth as it softly thrusted each time making contact with just the right places. With this, she let out a solemn, whispered moan. Uh, mm. The creature seemed to take this as a signal and increase the pace of their pounding. Cass couldn't help but revel in the feeling of her petite ass cheeks jiggling as they thumped against her partner's body. Maybe it was the plant person's sting. Maybe it was the growing intensity of the anal. Or maybe a combination but sent Cass into a mild subspace. She closed her eyes to take it all in as the plant person jostled her, their pulsing phallus buried far within her. Though her head was fuzzy, Cass could sense the dew of her precum, the string of which grew longer with each new thrust. With eyes still closed, she imagined it glistening in the sun's rays. It wasn't too long before all the sensations were quickly reaching a breaking point, and Cass felt as though all parts of her were about to burst. Her mind raced between the thought of her flushed face, the jiggle of her breasts, the throbbing of her dick, and the fullness of her asshole. In a hushed moan, Cass uttered, Uh, 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 fuck. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't have to do these. (laughs) I was not going to volunteer. I feel like I nailed it. No, it was good. Something got nailed. Cass did. Cass getting nailed right now. 
this quiet exclamation, <laughs> this quiet exclamation ended in a whimper as Cass's bouncing cock spewed come. As at the same time, she could feel her ass fill to the brim with warm liquid as the plant person continued their profuse pummeling. The st- like She's my literature eyebrows over oh, here. Hey, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She struggled now on quivering tiptoes. Hands gripped tenaciously to the stump, trying her best to avoid toppling over as the rush of warmth flooded her insides. Cass was grateful for this familiar experience, considering the unusual form her new lover and the unimaginable possibilities that could come from that. The plant person gave her a few more unhurried thrusts, releasing any residual sounds of pleasure from Cass. Then just as gently as they entered, the creature slowly pulled out. Cass was quite sure they were savoring the last bit of their experience together due to the creature's leisurely exit. Once the creature's body left hers, Cass remained motionless, aside from some aftershocks of pleasure. She spent quite some time indulging in the feeling of this being's hot liquid dripping out of her. Her whole body tingled as she fought to stay upright. She could have been there for minutes, hours, or days when she was roused from her pleasure stupor by an unnervingly loud humming sound. The sound was much like what she had heard earlier that evening. She turned to see what was happening to thank her new leafy lover, only to find they were gone and the sun was only a stone's throw from setting. Cass now stood there, covered in God knows what, with her underwear at her ankles in the fading light of the day. The forest looked like it was burning with the same intensity as her thighs, the sky painted with a fiery wash of colors due to the si- due to the sinking sun. With sweat dripping down her forehead, Cass lowered herself into a squat to pee and pulled some tissue from her bag to clean herself up a little. <laughs> I just, of course, Joyce added the pee in there. Um, Got pee. Got pee, kids. Pee. God, it really is everywhere, isn't it? She exclaimed out loud. Considering the mess and lost time, she figured clean, hot shower water would be more beneficial than a murky pond. It was a struggle, but Cass managed to walk the trail back on legs like jello, her ass still warm from all the commotion. As she made her way to her car, she wondered what her National Enquirer headline would be. Maybe, a leaf tossed my salad, she pondered. <laughs> Perhaps, girl rides corncob man, or potentially, woman gets her daily serving of vegetables. <laughs> After a few more headline ideas and many labored steps, Cass could see her car. Though her vehicle was now a short distance away, Cass took a moment to catch her breath. Still in a bit of a fog, she looked toward the dark blue blanket of sky and thought for a moment she saw the tail end of a shooting star. I wrote that. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> That's your baby. I know it. It is. That's my baby. Um, maybe TMI. I don't know if there's a such thing on this show. There's not. But I... um. I was more aroused by writing that story than I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Got, as Jim liked tell. to say, lost in the sauce. Got lost mm. in the sauce. You I got do. lost in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was good. <laughs> I really liked that. You were yeah. silent a lot, Coco. What are your, yeah, what are your, I was listening. Yeah. what's your feedback? What you got? I mean, I, I, I enjoyed all of the description of what was going on and everything. And I also just find it very funny, this idea of this creature being like, I just need a little help. And then being like, oh, 
you DTF? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that real quick. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Her, her just like leaning over a stump being like, well, I'll be, he's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, love him, loved them and leave them. Yeah. Hit it and quit deal. it, baby. Hit it and quit no. it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I took a lots of, actually, this is a fun, uh, history of Jim and I, but we used to get together and watch bad movies such as Swamp Thing. Yes. And um, I took some inspiration from the psychedelic potato. <laughs> if people are familiar with Swamp Thing, either the comic or the movies, but there is a scene, hopefully no one's mad that I spoil this, but where he gives uh, love interest a psychedelic potato so they can fuck because he is made of leaves and swamp bits. Um, <laughs> and they have a they have a sex of yeah. some sort. So I, I drew a lot of... of- a type of sex, yes. Yeah, it might not have been quote-unquote penetrative, but it was sex. Um, but yeah, I took a lot of inspiration from that. As soon as I heard about the vegetable man, which by the way, I got super excited because like in the world of cryptids, like obviously Greek stories and you know, you know various deities and things, there's lots of plant-based. But cryptids specifically, you don't find as many. So I was really psyched and I was just like, ooh. And then like, Jim and I were talking about like them writing all this stuff and doing the research. I was like, you know what? Take a seat. I'll help you out. I'll give you a little extra time here. I've got some ideas. I've been kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I worked I, on my fucking magnum opus. I know. Giving you a little I'm time. Gonna, I'm going to have to write something for this show at some point. I yes. feel like now yeah. the, that's opened the door. I'm like, well, I got to do one now. You got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I uh, felt inspired. So I remember that uh, Swamp Thing movie that we watched and my favorite line from the movie was when they were getting ready to fuck and she ate the potato and like she was like tripping and like Mm -hmm. they started getting hot and heavy and and she goes, is it real? And he said, and Swamp Thing says, it's as real as you want it to be. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i remember that oh yeah. god how, oh my god yeah um so i'm gonna ask y'all would you fuck the vegetable man oh yeah 100 percent. yeah absolutely yes agreed 100 p 100 p yeah maybe not anal because it, it it was i do feel like i remember reading considerable girth um <laughs> this so, is true so maybe not maybe not anal but yeah other places yeah yeah i'm down yeah. for whatever we're good <laughs> yeah no i, I roll deep <laughs> i mean I'd, I'd, I'd fuck with the vegetable man i got I ideas it, so. y'all I yeah tell me hurt <laughs> tell me hurt <laughs> but yeah i mean it depends on how considerable the girth is but Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I try it. See well, it if it's length, you can always put a little cock ring on there that just kind of acts as a as a stopper to make sure you don't go all the way in there. Yeah, they got those little like silicone donut things now, and you mm-hmm. can like click them in and make them longer. So, like, if it's a real long one, you can like choose your <laughs> length. <laughs> like choose it. your own adventure, right there. Yeah, turn to page one hundred for um, you know something something saucy. For fucking some corn cobs. Maybe that's what I'll do is I'll write a choose your own adventure for um uh Patreon. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I used to love those books as a kid. Yeah. 
They were good stuff. Yeah. All right, y'all. Stopping point? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, special thanks to all y'all at home for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. At Twitter, we are LaughsPod. Is that correct, Coco? Mm-hmm. At Twitter, we are LaughsPod. On Instagram, we're Love at First Sighting. Uh, you can catch our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, anywhere you find podcasts. Also, our RSS feed is in the bios of our aforementioned social media. We have a Gmail. Please write to us at laughspod at gmail.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. Um, Yeah, like write to us. Do you want to be matched with a lovely, sexy creature to write something? Be a cryptic cupid? Please do. Uh, Do you want to send us your feedback, corrections, call-ins, call-outs? Please do. Um, Just want to tell us how great we are. Do that too. Speaking of which, please leave a review. That helps us go up the charts and gets us noticed on all the podcasting forums or not forums, but platforms and whatnot. Even if it is a constructive review, we'll take those two. No one's perfect. But yeah, is there anything else? Nothing I can think of. Do you want to, are you a, are you a company that is sexy? Do you want to get a, get us some advertising? We'll do it. We'll get sexy. We'll do it. it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can get OnlyFans to sponsor us. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, hey, we love sponsorships. We don't have any yet, but we would take them. <laughs> yeah. If you we are ethical, them. We cool. think we would love them. We yes. don't have any, but well, we can we imagine. Pretty sure. And, and uh, to our listeners who may be concerned about the idea of like commercials, interludes and stuff like that, I just want to be very clear that all of our advertisements will be so fucking sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it will be the uh, sexiest. We'll make sure that uh, we trade off who's reading, so that way, if you like a deep voice or a higher voice, I'll get I'll get real deep for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't. Well, I don't want poo poo anyone, but we probably won't be shilling out like you know Squarespace or anything. But who knows? We're open, you know. But yeah. I can make Squarespace sexy. Oh yeah. Ooh. Make I your mean, make your Squarespace. Your website, what's on it? Titties. Titties. This, <laughs> by the way, is a... not a sponsorship of Squarespace, no, nor was this show they, sponsored they by Squarespace. But yeah, like, they want to give us this money, then it will be. <laughs> would you like a blog where you can keep all your dick pics? <laughs> Guess what? Build, build it beautiful or whatever they say. <laughs> I watched, I've listened to too many podcasts, apparently. Build um, it bootyful. Bootyful. All right. And with that, as always, watch the shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Take a big green man up the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Ah.